0: It's going to be a very, very intense
1: journey.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Frame Skip Podcast, episode number eight. I'm one of your hosts, Seth Slykaus, joined, as always, by my lovely co-hosts, the amazing Austin Eller.
0: Hi, I'm here.
2: (laughs) The ladies' man, Elijah Steele. Hello. And... Last but not least, the coach, Kyle Newman.
1: It's summertime out here already, and we're not even in May yet.
2: It's hot here, too, today. I think it's really humid. I don't know. I don't know what's what's going on with the weather here in Pennsylvania. It's going up and down like a roller coaster. Yeah.
3: It's going to be 40s again next week. It's really annoying, man.
2: It's really annoying. And today, it's like 70.
0: Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's been like high 70s here, low 80s.
2: I'm actually, I'm considering uh, moving away from Pennsylvania in the next few years. I,
0: I'm nice.
1: Just, can't Get the out. hell out of there.
2: Well, I mean, here's the thing, man. <laughs> like, I've lived here my whole life, in specifically central Pennsylvania, and I'm just bored. I'm tired of it. And I'm, I'm thinking about going, like, really far away. I'm thinking about going, to like, Washington.
1: You mean, like, West Coast? Yeah. Oh, you'd be a tree hugger.
2: Either, I mean, I, I'm thinking I might go to, like, Boston or Washington or... Uh, or maybe even Texas. I don't know.
1: Yeah, come out to Texas, dude. Dallas. I heard, a,
2: I heard Austin's a beautiful city. So
1: it is. It's like uh, a mini LA.
2: Yeah.
1: But a lot of traffic. But yeah, who doesn't have traffic, right? That's anyway, very true.
2: What are you up to, Coach?
1: Mm, just working. A lot of hours. So yeah,
2: I feel that, man.
1: You and me both, right? And yeah. Austin.
2: Yeah, I think all of us are essential employees, right?
3: Yep. Yeah. yeah.
2: And of course I'm making toilet paper, which is finally slowing down. Like it's finally like, like people, I think stopped buying it. We we all caught up on our orders and whatnot. And it's just, that was a nightmare. And, and I can imagine. And then, uh, the opposite shift of mine at work got sick. Not well, one person got sick and then they had to quarantine that whole shift off. So we had to fill all their shifts and cover their shifts and whatnot. And it was just, it was a mess, man. And, uh, I was really exhausted and tired for a minute and, yeah, that was that was bad. But also, what well, about like you? you said,
0: it. oh, OK. <laughs> no, what we saying? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, like you said, uh, in Slack or whatever the other day, at least you got some money out of it. I got a lot it, of money but... out
2: of it. I made a lot of money during that whole yeah. situation.
0: Yeah. So, what do you have um, to, buddy? Honestly, not too much. Things are calming down now. I'm officially done with two out of my four classes of my Maybe degree. Nice. So only two more left. and And actually, the only two I have left are literally both my final assignments are identical in the fact that I just need to update my my web portfolio. So um, really, I don't have that much left now. But work has been kind of picking up a little bit. I've been doing um, my hourly like Coronavirus update things for our four radio stations here for station. depressing. Yeah, it, it, it kind of is at times it's a little overload. Um, when you're kind of read I mean, Cause I have to pay attention. I have to pay attention all day long, every day to what every piece of news is. Um, so is that it is. you
2: actually like on the radio? Like, like, like yep.
0: okay. Yep. Yep. Cool. So I'm currently, I think I mentioned this on the last episode of the podcast, but I'm recording this podcast from the closet, which is now my recording studio. <laughs> <laughs> so Nice. I figured I'd just stay in here and get some good audio on the podcast too. Yeah,
3: whatever works.
0: Yeah. So,
3: all right. Elijah, what about you? Not much for me either. Been working, um, streaming. That's about it. Uh, I started a daily exercise regimen, and I'm sticking to nice. that. Uh, thank you, Box VR.
2: You know what, man? Like I, I, I did the um, VR workout thing for a minute there, where I was, I, I was doing Creed Rise to Glory, and I was just boxing my ass off, and um, it. It, it works well, but what I'm finding is that, like, I really just want to go outside, you know, and, and walk. And that, that's what I do nowadays. Like, if, if, I, if I'm feeling I want to work out, I'll just go and, and I'll walk for, like, three miles on, on the dike here in Lock Haven or something.
3: And, like, uh, on certain days, I will do that. Like, on Saturday, I'm planning to go to the Overlook around here and go hiking. Uh, but it works perfect for days that, you know, I come home from work. I stream in an hour and a half I'll put on the VR exercise for half an hour, 45 minutes. So it it doesn't really take away from anything else I'm doing, but it helps make sure I get something in.
2: Right. Right. The other thing I don't like about it is I don't like getting sweaty with the headset on. I really hate that. I really, I really don't like getting sweaty with a headset, but uh, anything else you've been playing? What have you been playing lately?
3: Really? The big ones I've just been playing final fantasy seven and then yeah, I beat it there. and then I started playing it again. Yeah, uh, so. we'll talk
2: about Final Fantasy 7 here in a minute, I think. But uh, that's pretty much it
3: then. Yeah, that and mm-hmm. I started the Surge. Oh, okay. I don't know why I got an extreme want to play a Souls game that isn't feudal Japanese or has the word Souls in it. So I remembered I got the Surge free on PSN due to a glitch a couple years ago. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna boot this up, and I'm enjoying it. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's fun.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's good to hear. All right. Awesome. What about you? You been playing anything?
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, kind of same old stuff. Um, like Coach said, though, I I haven't been really feeling like gaming too much recently. I think um, I think I've kind of been stressed out with school ending, you know, and like the just openness of the virus and not having a job and kind of just, you know, the black hole that is what what is my future that's kind of the thing that's been going through my head but um Fair. i think it's just it's been a little stressful to kind of think about that and i don't know i just haven't really been super in the mood to to play games but um still more animal crossing obviously um a little more persona 5 royal not too much um and then i did pick up uh katamari what is it damacy or whatever i don't i don't know yes. how it's pronounced but damachi yeah damachi the italian <laughs> Katamari game <laughs> Um, picked that up the remaster on Switch because it was on sale and I think I had played maybe a little bit of the Katamari game on Vita but never more than maybe 10-15 minutes of it but uh, I figured it was time to to play one of those games finally and I think I've played about an hour so far on Switch and it's it's really good it's really enjoyable, Um, very unique, very kind of absurd that's for sure so awesome. um,
2: but yeah that's really it Coach, you been playing anything?
1: I had about an hour to play since the last podcast, um, and I um, got on and played a little bit more um, Arkham Knight. And um, I'm, you know, the times that I've been putting into it lately, I've really enjoyed it a lot more than I did back in 2015 when it um, when it came out. So I did a little bit that, a little bit of that game, but it's just like at night. I know I have work to do and I just can't I can't game. When I know I have work to do and it just piles up, I'm like I just can't like I can't force myself to game because I know that I should be doing something else, you know.
2: See, that that's the state I'm in. Although I think my problem is I'm just like super depressed right now. Same. Super like depre- like I'm uh I got to go, I'm go- I'm trying to get a doctor's appointment about this because like i i've been having like extreme anxiety and like like uh depression lately and i don't know what's wrong with me and it's not even been lately it's been like the last four years it's been bad so I'm, i just decided i tried to get a new doctor because mine uh skipped off to california i guess randomly <laughs> one day i tried to make an wow. appointment and the, the lady was like uh he he actually just moved away and I was like, he didn't tell any of his patients that, and she's like, no, he just he just left one day. And I'm like, oh. When okay. somebody
3: leaves randomly, to yeah. them, it's not random.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously, he, there's
3: a very important
2: reason he just skipped town. I was like, okay, that's awesome. Like, like my my uh, doctor just skipped dodge, so I got to find a new one. But yeah, it's so all that psychology that, money. That's been a thing, but yeah, Final Fantasy seven remake came out, and I just can't i i haven't been wanting to play it and that that's really surprising and really sad to me uh, honestly like like this is the game i've been looking forward to most for the, the last five years and probably the last 10 years you know and I, I just i came out and i've tried forcing myself to play it a couple times um, i'm pretty far and about halfway done i think or maybe even over that but um it's just like it's really good and i, I think i think it's amazing actually but for some reason, I just haven't been in the mood to game. I'll, I'll get on and I'll play World of Warcraft casually or something. And I don't know. It's been a little bit of struggle lately.
3: I totally get that, especially um, like after for me, it was after playing Final Fantasy Seven. I'm like, I don't really know what I want to play. Like, I'm finally going back and continuing folklore. But it took, what, weeks for me to feel like playing something else.
2: Yeah, you can't force it. Sometimes you just need to not play something, I think. Yeah. And I think it's unfortunate, like, that this happened around Final Fantasy 7. But I, also, I think it also has to do with, like, I started seeing a new girl. And mm-hmm. uh, that I, th- I think that's always stressful in the beginning of a relationship, too. Um, yeah. And I don't know, man. Just just weird stuff's been going on with me in my brain lately. I'm trying to get off the night shift, too, so maybe that'll help. But who knows?
1: Are you getting sleep?
2: Yeah, I am getting sleep. I'm getting enough sleep. Um I just, I don't, know, I don't know what it is. Who knows?
1: You know, sometimes it's just there is no, there is no answer to what it is. Mm-hmm. Like last year, I hit a, a spurt of about from March to the end of May where um, it was just too overwhelming for me. Um, a lot of it had to do with stress from the military and teaching. Um, and then finally one weekend – I like, I literally only got out of bed to use the restroom and, uh, I woke up Sunday afternoon and this was late May. This is once, um, the state exams were done and then all all the planning for the summer training was done. And then it was like, um, weight had been lifted, but I slept like, I literally slept like 12, 13 hours a day that whole, the, that whole weekend. So. Um, you yeah, know. I don't.
2: I don't know what it is. For me. I think I might just be clinically depressed. If I'm being honest, I know this is like a really like sad topic to bring up in the beginning of the show, but I, I can't remember like the last time I was happy. Like to be perfectly honest with you, I just can't. I don't know.
3: And I mean, we were talking in the Slack the other day too. I'm gonna try and find a doctor as well for the same reason. Yeah, it's been yeah. getting me a lot lately.
2: I don't know that. I, I don't know that I want to. I need to go to a therapist. I, I've been to therapists my whole life, and I just. I want to go to a doctor and see if he can prescribe me some some non-depressing medicine, antidepressant, whatever. All right, uh let's move on. Let's talk about Final Fantasy VII a little bit. Um Elijah, you're you're further in than me. What what do you think of the overall game without spoilers?
3: Um I really really like it. It kind of took me by surprise and there are moments that at first I was like I know how I feel about this but the more I think about it the more I end up really really enjoying it like e- even just little things they added that I'm like oh you know what the more I think about it that, that was really neat they did that or they just added a little thing in for a character And for example this isn't spoilerish but they really bring avalanche to light more than just it's a group of a couple people that are trying to save the planet that's all avalanche really was in the original but it really branches out who avalanche is in this and it's really neat
2: yeah i think they did a really good job of painting avalanche in more of a gray light than they did in the original because in the original like pretty much all that's told you is that like oh shinra's killing the planet and we got to save it and that's 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 the game plan from here on out but avalanche, and, good
3: guys shinra bad that, yeah in, in the
2: remake from. what i'm noticing is because you get so much more context from like the townspeople and whatnot and and you you're like well, oh, maybe maybe this isn't so cut and dry you know like avalanche is definitely like they have good intentions but they don't know how bad things are right now you know like like in the beginning of this whole story they don't know how bad Shinra is damaging the planet they just know it's bad for the planet and they're kind of just like blowing up reactors and stuff it's kind of just like well I don't know if I agree with this completely, but um, it's definitely an interesting take. Um, and you're right. They, they do bring a lot of a lot of extra to the game like the character Jesse, who is a pretty minor character in the original Final Fantasy And she's a major character in the remake. And I love her character. I think she's awesome.
3: Uh, honestly, she has become one of my favorite characters. Like yeah. the, the way they fleshed her out, the way they give her much more of a life other than just She's a person in Avalanche, which is yeah. what she was in the original. She was just a person in Avalanche, but she has a personality now. She has history. You learn about her. It's it's so fascinating. These characters that I, again, part of me was worried. Are they going to just throw this, that in there to make it longer? Right. But it is all meaningful stuff and it all works very well.
2: Yeah. Um, my only complaint with the game right now is in the battle system. Um, and I think the battle system works really well, but that your allies ATB gauge should charge faster. And it becomes a serious problem um, later on when like, cause if, if you don't want to switch between characters constantly, it becomes a serious problem because for some reason they decided it was a better idea to have the character you're controlling their ATB gauge to charge really fast. Mm-hmm. But your characters all act autonomously and their ATB gauge is barely charged at all when they're doing that. If you're not mm-hmm. controlling them, they barely charge at all. So like uh, if you want, um, you know, Tifa or Aerith to give you a potion cause you're, you're down and you're hurting. Well, most of the time their ATB gauge is not going to be charged. You got to switch to them and then charge it and then throw the potion out. So I think it's an interesting system. I wish they would make the ATB gauges charge. I, twenty. I, th-
3: I think the big thing is, Their idea is they want you to keep switching. Yeah. And like, that's not how everybody's going to play. It's how they want you to play, but that's just, that's not how everybody's going to play. Yeah. That's not how I want to play. That's, that's a problem. Like I am one of those people who switches all the time. Like at first I was like, I don't want to keep switching, but now it's just natural. I'm a little over halfway through the game on hard mode. So I've played the game and a half. So at this point, it's just completely natural to keep switching up and that. And it feels like this is what you're supposed to do. Have have you messed around in classic mode at all? I did in the demo and promised I would never touch it again. It's a
2: complete joke. Like, um, I was fighting the one boss in the sewers. I think his name's Abzu. Yes. And um, I was like, well, you know, like, like I haven't messed around with tactician mode at all or classic mode. I'll give it a try. And I didn't even have to heal one time. Like, nope. I, I just ran through them like a stick of butter. It was super easy. I was like, oh, I've got to turn that off. That's not going to work for me.
3: Meanwhile, I just fought a boss on hard mode that it must have taken me like 50 tries to beat yeah. because only one of the two characters I'm using had a revive materia uh, on them. And so it was always, if they were down, you're screwed. You can't use any items in hard mode. None. Not in battle, not out of battle. Items are you can still buy items and pick them up but you can't use them
2: oh see i don't like that that seems really stupid to me
3: i mean it's hard mode so i get it but also i at first i thought it was just in battle you couldn't but it's the fact that you can't even do it out of battle no i don't like so uh eventually i found out the vending machines starting in the one chapter sell the revive material i'm like oh if I would have known that, I just went and bought one quick for the other character. And I mean, my characters must have each fainted like three or four times in this fight.
2: The hardest boss for me so far that took that the only one that I've taken like multiple, multiple tries that was really frustrating to me was it's a spoiler. So I'm not going to say the name of the boss, but it's at the end of the Coliseum
3: that's the exact one i'm talking about
2: that boss was like so obnoxiously like a a step up in difficulty i was like what on earth am i doing wrong but you know i took a step back and i re-examined my materia and then i I went back and, and defeated it and
3: that's exactly what i did like i was just trying it so many times i'm like you know what let me you know i got that revive material let me take a look at my loadout, and then first time after that beat it yeah like okay
2: um, so now without spoilers, what is your opinion on the ending? Because I know a lot. It's very controversial right now.
3: It is like it. I, I am a big part of the Final Fantasy community on Twitter and just all over the place reactions. Right. For me, I actually really enjoy it. Um uh, And especially there are some things that are said slash done that make me go. Oh, and I, I'm I'm. D- I want to see where this plays out. Uh, in fact, the one person I know is currently—they just got that. Uh, what do they call? It? Ultim Ultimix or Ultimax, or whatever. Which is essentially the compendium for the game. It's Japanese only, and they are translating it for people on their timeline. That and there are mm-hmm. some very interesting things in there. That like, oh, oh. So does that mean? And just theories all over the place. And I'm I'm actually I'm personally very excited to see where it goes.
2: Yeah. Um. Like I said, I haven't beat it yet. I'll probably beat it in the next few days, or maybe even tomorrow. I uh, I just got to the point where um.
3: Which chapter are you on? Do you know?
2: I don't know what chapter it is, but okay. Um, I mean, it, it's not a spoiler. The game came out, you know, twenty five years ago or whatever, twenty three yeah. years ago. The the I just got past the part where the plate falls.
3: Okay, so you're yeah. on thirteen ish.
2: Yeah. Um, how many chapters is there? Eighteen. Okay, so I'm pretty much I'm getting close to the end now.
3: Granted chapters 17 and 18 together took me about five hours.
2: Okay. So they're pretty long. Yeah. You're coming um, up
3: on some long ones.
2: Yeah. Which is, I mean, okay. I'm not I'm in any rush to beat it, you know, but I, am I'd say
3: 14, 16, 17, 18 are pretty long each. Okay. Um,
0: as somebody who actually hasn't played it, um, just, I do know what happens at the end. Cause I did watch Elijah and I looked into it before just out of curiosity. And again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but what I will say is that as somebody who's never played, really that much of the original final fantasy seven i've only played pretty much right where this game stops a little past um i definitely want to go back and play the first game and probably crisis core before i play the remake yes i um, think
2: that i think that that's necessary anyway to just, it is just just to like i don't think you're really ever going to appreciate the remake unless you've played the original yeah. I think you're missing yeah. all the context yeah. of, of the remake without the original. Cause like, yeah. I think you, you, you got to understand that this was like the first big 3d RPG ever. And it changed the way we play RPGs forever. You know, it, it, it really changed. It changed everything. And, um, this remake coming out is such a big event for people that played it as kids. And it's just like, I think that unless you understand the context of the original, like I'm, I, I'm sure you could still enjoy the remake. It, it's, it's a great game, but I think it's, it's a lot more impactful if you've played the original yeah. one. Um, but do you have any other complaints Elijah about the game? I, that's pretty much the only one I have. I've had. I'm trying to think,
3: honestly, I don't, which is kind of astounding. Um, it, I, I can safely say it is probably in the upper three of my favorite games of all time.
2: Yeah, it's really, really good. Um,
3: and the music,
2: oh my god, this isn't so much of a complaint as it is weird to me. But do, do you think Tifa's model looks a little strange sometimes?
3: Nope. She's See, for me, for for way. me,
2: I think um, Tifa's model looks a little strange, and she's my she's like my one of my favorite characters in the series. I think she looks a little bit lower quality than Cloud and Aerith, and even Jessie. Like her, I think I think her skin looks a little okay. Odd.
3: Yeah, I, I can I can kind of get that. I can yeah. see that.
2: Like 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 when like Cloud, Aerith, and Tifa are all together talking, I'm like, oh, Tifa does not look up to the same quality as Cloud and Aerith. And Aerith looks amazing in this game. She
3: um, really does. She like like
2: they whoever designed Aerith really needs like a like a like a medal because. This everything from from the way her eyes move to her hair. And honestly, the voice actor, who was just a Twitch streamer um, before this.
3: Well, was, she, she's had a few acting gigs, gigs, but none of them were big. Yeah, um,
2: not not Aerith from no. Final Fantasy 7. No, no, I mean,
3: no. It's like she was in a couple indie movies like as a care like the friend to the side character that you see once or twice
2: she does an amazing job like oh god yes it's it's the perfect voice for Aerith. i do miss the original voices a little bit um
3: like because Steve Burton, the, all that. Yeah, yeah, Steve
2: Burton. I, I think Steve Burton actually does a better Cloud. And whoever voiced Sephiroth originally, that, that is forever going to be the voice that I recognize as Sephiroth. It's I'm just like, going to
3: take this moment. I say it every time I stream Final Fantasy VII, but Cloud in this game is voiced by Arya's brother from Pretty Little Liars. And I love that fact so much. I That, that means
2: nothing to me. <laughs>
3: Pretty Little never, Liars is one of the best shows ever. Never, never seen the show. Um,
2: but... Yeah. Uh. Final Fantasy Go ahead, Watson.
0: No, I was just gonna ask you because you were kind of talking about like the character models and stuff. I had heard that some of the the like areas and stuff in the game are like super low resolution at times, which is a little strange. I don't know if you guys noticed yes. that. I was just curious. It's
2: got to be a glitch. It has to be. There's no way. Like for instance, uh, one of the in- most infamous ones is Cloud has his apartment in the game, and the door to his apartment looks like it's stripped straight from the PS1, and. In my opinion, there's no possible way that they playtested this game and thought that that was appropriate. It's got to be a glitch. It has to be, right?
3: I I would say yes, except there are so many people saying about specific spots and specific locations that I guarantee you, you could look up like Cloud's Door and Final Fantasy VII Remake and find so many people disagreeing with there's like no texture on that door yeah That's no like the problem
2: yeah it's like everyone has it but I refuse to believe like creating a door in a video game is not a hard thing to do right it's super easy you can even you can do it in dreams in 10 seconds it's like the easiest thing ever you, there's, there's texture filters you can add to it the way it's sitting is is like it got stuck in in its loading process and that it didn't load the textures onto it. That's why I think it's a glitch. It, it looks like when you first boot up, I don't know, we, we've all seen it. when we first boot up a game and like the textures haven't loaded in right immediately, and then like then they, then they all pop in, and it's like okay, now this looks good. But yeah. that door—it's exactly what that door looks like. Um, other than the door, what I will say is that there's a huge, huge difference in quality between the NPCs and the main characters. Yes, um, the NPCs look like they were ripped from Final Fantasy 15. And I think that that's probably what they did because they're both made in the same engine. And I think they were like, well, we already have all these NPCs made. We'll just pull them over into final fantasy seven. And I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they did, um, which is fine. I don't really care. I mean, they, they, they look fine up for their part. You're never like talking into them in like cutscenes or whatever, but um, you can definitely tell there's, they are not made with the same quality as the main characters.
3: Fun fact, the uh, side character moral, in sector seven is voiced by Rita repulsa from the original power Rangers.
2: I was, I recognized her voice. I, I thought yep. I recognized that voice.
3: <laughs> I just found that out like yesterday. I'm like, Oh my God.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, final thoughts, the game's amazing. I can't wait to go back and finish it. Um, which I'll, I'll probably play some more tonight if I'm not, you know, feeling too sad. Um, but yeah. All right. We'll, we're at 26 minutes. We'll move on to the news topics this week. Um, Coach, tell us about the 3DS and Wii U uh, eShop closure.
1: All right, so it's a little bit of sad news. Um, This is why I'm not so thrilled about an all-digital future. Preach. So, and this is, I mean, there was sources that came, or there was um, reports that came out, but this is straight from Nintendo Support. Um, It says, in Latin America, in certain Latin American and Caribbean countries, Limited Nintendo eShops for the Wii U system and the 3DS family of systems have provided a few basic functions such as game code, yada, yada, yada. Um, These limited Nintendo eShops will close on 31 July of this year, and users in the affected regions will no longer be able to access them to redeem a download code, re-download software, or update software. So we encourage users to take any such actions before the closure date. Also, any software that requires the limited Nintendo eShops to operate may cease to function. Note that Mexico and Brazil will not be affected. Um, So this is just the first step Mm -hmm. of basically the virtual console going away and me. And what I mean, virtual console going away, being able to add games to your library. Um, Because right now you could still use your Wii virtual console, but you just can't add anything
3: to it. You know, you you can't even re download stuff.
1: So with that being said, even though it might not be a year, two years for us, um, if it happens, um, you might want to start looking at your library and um, adding to or updating um, one game that for I will I will surely buy that's digital only is the Wii U um, fatal frame yep so um, which kind of sucks. like I was telling you it's, earlier,
3: that's the exact reason I bought a Wii U
1: It sucks because um, you know, I don't know. This is what happens when we get when we go to all digital. Mm -hmm. You know, I I mean, look at games like um, the um, the servers that were used for um, Fantasy Star Online One and mm Two. You know, those aren't up anymore. Um, There's fan made servers that are up that if you want to still hook your GameCube or even your Wii, your backwards compatible Wii, um, you could still play. But as far as support, it's not there. So um, I would definitely go out and just start seeing what games on your uh, your Game Boy Advance Virtual Console, and then your um, your Super Nintendo because the uh, on the Wii U, the, the Nintendo, the NES, and the, the Nintendo 64 were straight up trash. Whoever developed those uh, emulators for the virtual console, it was horrible.
0: Yeah. So it's very interesting because I think, like, I, I was thinking about the Wii earlier and that even the DS, um, you know, like, probably what, three or four years back, they had like the total shutdown of all their online servers across both systems. Um, and for a while, I think you could still like redownload stuff on on the Wii but I didn't know that you could not redownload is that actually the case you can't redownload anything
3: yeah and that's what even like with this uh 3ds and Wii U limited um you won't be able to redownload anything on those either yeah see that I
0: will say I will agree with you on that point that is like extraordinarily ridiculous because I know even even the PSP you can redownload stuff I know it's some like weird workaround way you might even have to like hook it to a computer or something, but I know there's a way to do it, even though those servers have been P- shut down. Uh
3: PS3, you can still buy PSP games and transfer yeah. it over. Yeah. So uh, there's options there, whereas like, I mean, you know, there were
0: a lot of really good download Wii games or a lot of good WiiWare games. Um there's a lot of great digital 3DS games. Um a lot of like, for example, like the the Ace Attorney games, the most recent ones are all digital on 3DS. So there's like a there's a lot.
2: The thing I don't understand about this is that the 3ds is still insanely popular.
0: Yeah, it's not that old at yeah. all. Like people still, a lot of people still use the 3ds. Yeah, it
2: doesn't. It doesn't seem to make much sense to me. I, I really don't understand it.
0: But I could see if the
1: Switch had, I mean, okay, we have the NES and the Super NES library, right? But really, I believe it's just first-party stuff, isn't it?
0: Are there any no, like, third party? There's third party stuff on. Okay, on both but them.
1: they're still missing quite a bit of games. So yeah. it's it's we don't have the library like we did for the virtual console on the Wii. Definitely, you know, we don't have that library. So for them to do this before, you know, the switch, um, the the switch library of their their uh, legacy systems is. It just seems like they're jumping the gun a little bit too early. I mean, like, you remember uh, Miiverse? Yeah. Oh, I love yep. that. There was some yep. funny stuff on there. Yep. There was some really funny comments on there. And when they took that out, so I don't know. Like like you said, Seth, the, um, the 3DS, I mean, like, they're still selling. I mean, like, you go anywhere, it's they still got, you know, copies. You could you could go to Target or Walmart or wherever. You could buy brand new. They still have yeah. them stocked.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah and, and like people still play their, their their 3ds you know i mean i bought my 2ds like a year ago and i i i, I don't play it anymore because i'm like in the games i have for it but i played it a lot <laughs> like a year ago like like it wasn't that long ago when i was playing ultra sun and ultra moon on it you know like mm-hmm. it's really i mean it, it's really still a thriving system and i don't understand why you would you would want to jump the gun on this unless you're trying to push switch sales which they might be you know um but I don't know, man. This just seems like a classic Nintendo move. They've never gotten their online, you know, no. philosophy right. And no, no. Ev- I mean, like, even on the Switch, which is vastly improved um, from their, their other online services, um, the store is just still like very clunky and annoying to, to maneuver through. And um,
0: still, friend codes, still no messaging. Yeah, and, and, it's yeah. it's
2: very it's still very primitive. I mean, this is like. The, the switch is still in like pre ps3 era like like systems and it's just it's very uh it's very frustrating to see because um, it, it doesn't take much i mean i can't imagine that it takes much for nintendo to run the 3ds servers and the, the wii U servers but and you know like I, I wouldn't care so much about the wii u because like yeah. no one's really playing them anymore but the 3ds does still um it does still sell games, and I'm sure people still use that, that, that online service quite a bit. So it does suck for people that, that have 3DSs, for sure.
1: And the, uh, the Super Nintendo emulator on there is really good, too. Like, it's mm-hmm. really solid. Sorry, Austin.
0: No, I was just going to say, Um, I mean, I can understand a little bit why they would shut down the Wii U servers, considering the sales of, of that system were pretty abysmal. Um, I still think it's too early. I still think, you know, it's only been, what, three years since the Switch came out? Yeah. Um, even considering those sales, but no, certainly, and I know this is only certain countries. I know this is only, you know, certain South American countries, but there, I, you know, there are still people in those countries that play the, the Wii U and 3ds, I'm sure. So, um, it's just, it's, it's very interesting. And I, you know, I'm curious how, you know, how far away are we in the United States or in, you know, North America from, from seeing something similar. It'll be interesting to see that. Yeah.
2: All right, let's move on. Elijah, tell us about the Stadia Direct.
3: So there was a new Google Stadia, what do they call it now, Connect, uh, yesterday. And there were some really interesting, good and bad announcements. Uh, So a big one is you can now play PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds on Stadia free if you have Pro. I actually just tried this beforehand because I wanted to see how it worked. And it took about five to ten minutes to get into a match because it took forever for people to play. But it worked really well. Like, it worked perfectly once I got in, which kind of surprised me. On the edge of not great announcements, so EA announced they are going to have five games coming to Stadia, with the first one being Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. This fall. Yikes. And then this fall in with Madden NFL and FIFA. So they announced three. So there are three EA games coming this year.
2: Why are they so far behind?
3: I, I got nothing. I, 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 I'm with you on that one. I don't know. I don't know.
2: God, I mean, if Stadia ever wants to have any sort of competition and, like, any sort of market share, they have to get these games day one. Uh, They have to, you know? And it's because, like, people do not want to wait. Gamers are especially fickle when it comes to waiting for games, you know? Um, Like, for instance, when Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, I actually bought it twice. I bought it digitally because I didn't think GameStop was going to be open, and I wasn't willing to take the chance of waiting for a few days to get it at Walmart. I wasn't gonna do that, so I got yep. it digitally, um, and I ended up eating, you know, sixty bucks on that because I was able to get it, my physical copy from GameStop actually earlier. Um, but nonetheless, gamers do not want to wait a year, and it's just it's really weird. I mean, think about uh, Shadow of the Tomb tumor- Shadow of the Tomb Raider Rise, Rise of the right, Tomb Raider that yeah. you know was delayed on PlayStation for a year, and it came out on PlayStation, and Square was like, uh, it didn't meet our sales expectations. Well, like yeah, yeah, like no duh. Because people yeah. that already wanted to play it played it on PC or Xbox. That's all there is to it. Yep. You also,
0: to... just another note with that one, though. They uh, launched it on the same day of Fallout 4, which I still think yeah. is the yeah, biggest flop that any company could November ever do. November 10th, the history of I forgot about 2005. Yeah, yeah. 2015. I about that. <laughs> what a disaster that game
3: was. But anyway. Yeah. Totally uh, forgot about that. And, and you mentioning that, uh, one of the things they announced is Doom Eternal is now on Stadia. Hmm. Now it came out over a month ago yeah um, I think I think this is a dreamcast situation
2: where this thing is doomed to fail because uh the world isn't ready for it
3: no yep um and you know I was saying last week I have really good internet and mine was skipping occasionally
0: yeah. I still I need to try it before next show so I can really talk about my experience with it but it I mean I think you're right Seth I think it's just too early we don't have the internet mm-hmm. for this i think until at minimum everyone has like a fiber connection. Like I don't, I don't think anyone's going to have fast enough internet for for something like this to really work as, as it should.
3: But a few other games were announced. Uh, rock of ages three will be coming in June. Octopath traveler is now on stadia. You know, that came out on PC like what a year ago. Um, uh, zombie army four will be free with pro starting May. And there are a couple first to stadia games, which is kind of a new thing. Um, I think the only one before this might have been Guilt, because it's the only exclusive they have. Um, And so one of them is called Raise Hell. Or uh, Get Packed. Raise Hell is part of the talking about it. It's called Get Packed, which is like a moving simulator, which looks kind of like Overcooked. Uh, Another one is called Wave Break, which is a skateboarding game, except it is skateboating, which... Looks okay to be honest. It doesn't look that great. As someone who loves skateboarding games, and another one, uh, two big ones are called Ember, which looked kind of cool, and Cry or Crata, which is a really strange name. But it's another one of those like game building games, kind of like Dreams, but it looked very, very, very basic. So it might be easier to get into. But also, everybody's thing is going to look the same.
2: Interesting. interesting. Yeah.
3: But so there are some cool things coming, but I, I still think they're just f- falling over their feet. I do want to give a big shout out to our good friend, Ray Apollo, who was in the Stadia Direct. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: I, I'll say this. um And, you know, I think it's cool they're getting at least some exclusives or like kind of first, you know, like available only on stadia for a little while like timed exclusive type stuff but I think for that to really work as much as I love indie games like it needs to be a huge title like you really I don't think you're really gonna get people to to really play stadia unless it's like a, a huge game or, or something yeah. that a lot of people know about um,
2: I will say this people were um, really annoyed that Stadia was getting timed exclusive I saw on Twitter but I'm like listen, it, they're just it. playing the game. Yeah. they are Just playing the game. This is, this is how this works in this industry and they are playing the game. And I don't see how you guys can get mad about this and then be like, Oh, I can't wait for the last of us on PS4. It's the same thing. You know, they're yep.
3: exclusives or exclusives. Yeah. I completely agree.
2: All right. Let's move on to the biggest story this week. Without a doubt. Speaking
3: um, of exclusives.
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, um, so really unfortunate event happened this week. Um, and that an angry, disgruntled dev leaked his entire dev kit—not didn't leak his entire dev kit, but leaked like pretty much all the important parts of his dev build of The Last of Us Two online. Um, apparently, this is unconfirmed. This is why I didn't put uh, put the source in here uh, because there really isn't a source for any of this stuff you guys yeah. were asking for. Um, rumor has it that it was a pay dispute and uh it was a pay dispute and he was also upset of the divisiveness of the games Uh, there was a, a forum post along with the leaks that he talked about how um the developers are really unhappy there um because of the divisiveness of the games and they weren't allowed to speak out they weren't allowed to have input in the game at all um and again, that part of the story is unconfirmed. The only confirmed part of the story, because there's evidence, is that The Last of Us 2 got completely leaked online. Uh, yep. Now, how, how many of us have gotten spoiled in The Last of Us 2? Uh,
3: I, I I did on purpose.
2: Okay, you got on purpose. Austin, did you?
0: Uh, it was partially on purpose, yeah. I, I didn't really mean to, but then like I saw one thing and I was like, well, I guess I, I'm i just I'm curious now. because yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coach, did you get spoiled in The Last
1: of Us? Yeah, because I don't care. Like,
0: okay. I, I mean, it's not where I'm that,
1: at. Yeah, I'm like, yeah.
3: To, to be honest, uh, I didn't have like I wasn't that interested in it for some reason because I loved the first one. But after looking at the leak stuff, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to play this now. I don't understand how. I mean, like, like I
2: was so taken aback by the direction they took with these leaks, and I'm like, I'm not gonna spoil it. Obviously, we want not keep the spoiler free. But I was so taken aback by by like the audacity that Neil Druckmann had. It, to like it just like spit in my face uh, after um all the character development and whatnot of the first game and and sub- sub- subsequent um media entries after that that I'm like I'm not I'm not playing this I, I refuse to play this and I have no interest in it because honestly it I was happy that I got spoiled because it saved me sixty bucks cause I would have stopped playing the game halfway through I got so angry I mean this is this is uh, the last Jedi all over again I mean they're trying to subvert expectations with the, with the story.
0: Yeah, I think it's an interesting choice. And again, I don't really want to talk too much about it. But to me, I think the closest thing in Last Last Jedi is a good example. But I think the closest thing I could compare it to is Halo 5, where the lead up to that game was all about, yeah, you're going to hunt down Master Chief. And then like that just literally did not happen in the game. Yeah, no. So um, let's not
3: talk about Halo 5. Oh,
0: again, I I want to stray from spoilers. Like, I really don't want to talk too much about the spoilers themselves. But no, I agree. I think. Uh, going into it, like I have zero hype for last of us Two, And I had zero hype for last of us Two, just cause I think for me, it's just been too long since they announced it. Like I just kind of didn't care anymore. Um, but after reading the leaks, I think it's kind of a mix of what Elijah and you both said. I think for me, it's kind of like, I am curious. Like I know technically it's probably still going to be a really good game. Um, it's just going to be extraordinary divisive. Like, I think that <laughs> if we
3: thought Final Fantasy seven remake was divisive. Yeah, this is going to be worse.
0: I think this is going to be like Mass Effect three ending levels yes. of divisive.
2: Listen, man, when Troy Baker came out a couple weeks ago and said you have to go into the game with an open mind or else you're not going to have the, the full experience. I was at that point. I knew I was like, this thing's messed up. There's no way this thing is is coming out right they did something and screwed this i thought i mean well i'm not gonna talk about it but um i think people are blaming the developer of this quite a bit um and i think there's there's two sides to this too because if you have you have to look at naughty dog and be like what did they do to this guy that he was so unhappy that he leaked not only the game for the developers but also to ruin the 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 hard work the devs put on it. He worked alongside And ruined his career and ruined his career. Yeah. I mean, like he, he, if you have sensitive information, right? If you have people working on sensitive information that they can leak any point in time, the only thing keeping them from leaking it is an NDA and getting, and getting sued. And you have to keep those people happy because if they're unhappy enough, they're just going to go, you know what? Yeah. Screw it. I don't have anything you can sue me for anyway. And they're going to leak it just like this guy did. So uh, apparently this was, like I said, the rumor is that this was a pay dispute, and he was mad over the divisiveness of the of the game and how the devout devs weren't being listened to. There was another guy that worked at Naughty Dog first firsthand that I think was really interesting. Now I'm sorry I don't have the tweets on me, but they're they're probably easy to um, to find. Uh, he talked about how Naughty Dog actually isn't that good of a studio, and that because um, he said he worked there firsthand, he he, was a, he actually proved that he worked there. He said that the reason that they create such quality content is because they have Sony's pretty much unlimited purse with them and that uh, a lot of the animators left and they hired like movie animators and, and uh, film or, uh, TV animators to come in and that the development of The Last of Us 2 was a mess. He said that a competent studio could have put The Last of Us 2 out two years ago. And I thought that was really, really interesting to me. Now, again, this guy's... That, that, that could just be the guy, that guy's opinion. Um, That's not confirmed at all. But um, here's what we do know, right? We know Amy Hennig was forced out of Naughty Dog.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And in
2: my opinion, Uncharted 4 was the weakest entry in the Uncharted series. I agree. Um, I think that Amy Hennig had a lot more influence at Naughty Dog than I, I originally thought. Uh, Because after Uncharted 4, I was like, man, what is this mess? of in a game like you, you when you played uncharted 4 you could tell that it was two completely different games that were mashed together um and i think when i, I think maybe last of us 2 comes out people are going to be like yikes you know i, I really think that man, because I, I think from a gameplay perspective um the game's probably gonna be great but i think from a story perspective the game is, is, is going to completely flop on its face and you know, to that, to that developer's credit, he got what he wanted. I see people all over the internet being like, I'm not buying this. Yep. So I, I think he severely, severely hurt the reputation of The Last of Us 2. And it has enough time now that that negative um, opinion is going to be able to spread to almost everybody who, who looks the game up
0: online. So And and just because we haven't brought it up uh, on the show yet, they did announce uh, a new release date for Last of Us 2. I think it's like sometime third uh, week of June June-ish.
3: 19th.
2: And that was yeah. in that was in direct um, retaliation to the leaks, and I think that was a mistake too. Because if I was Sony, I would have been like, "We're releasing this immediately. Get all the copies out you can. Put it digitally. Because if people, because like here's what's gonna happen. Like I said a second ago, there's enough time for that negative opinion on the internet now to spread like wildfire. You know, like mm-hmm. like usually a game releases, negative opinion can affect sales later on. Sort of like we saw." In like Mass Effect Three, right? Yep. Now the negative opinions swirling so much before the game's even released, I think it's going to negatively impact the game.
0: I think it's it's just going to be very interesting. I think if you know everyone saw what happened with with Death Stranding, and I think this is going to be that game times ten as yeah, far yeah, as like the absolutely. conversation that comes out with this. Absolutely. Um, I think at the end of the day depending on how reviews are, I still want to play it. You know, it's still naughty dog. I still want to play it. Um, What I will say is that as somebody who, somebody who has not played the game, um, I'm a little concerned.
3: (laughs) And I, I hate to do this, but I'm kind of, I might be on the side of the conspiracy theorists now on when they delayed the last of us two and iron man VR because of you know getting copies out and such yeah and now uh last of us 2 has a release date but not iron man vr yeah like that's nowhere to be talked about i think just both of those games were not quite ready
2: i i i actually just think that they delayed it because the coronavirus still i i think um that iron man vr was also i think iron man vr was going to get delayed either way and they're like oh well, we'll throw in the last of us in there as well just like, just like a cover story but i think the last of us was absolutely delayed because of coronavirus i i there's gonna be almost nothing to change my mind especially because ghost of tsushima is still coming out like um, july 16th yeah july 16th and they, there was nothing said about ghost of tsushima um and also games are still coming out that you know didn't have any yeah. issue with with production and whatnot so it's, it's an unfortunate event um, I feel bad for the people that were really excited about the last of us two because now their hype is getting it spoiled um, spoilers are running rampant all over the internet I, I can't imagine anyone's gonna be able to escape them at this point honestly um, people are making memes about them um, pretty much every group on Facebook I'm in has been talking about it and like like as as hard of a job as it is moderators are just not able to keep up with um with, with the people talking about the spoilers um sony is actually issuing dmca uh strikes to people that are just talking about the spoilers on twitter um and obviously they're working as hard as possible to get everything removed off the internet but they're they're never going yeah. to be able to you with, know it's never going to happen yeah so uh it's 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 a rough situation that's why i said if i was sony i would have been like put it digitally right now do it right well, now
0: i mean i definitely think them announcing the release date because i mean i It was like literally the same day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was was literally uh, like hours after something like that. I think that was absolutely them being like, well, the game's out there and we just need to put it out. Um, So but no, I agree. I think really to get ahead of this as crazy as it would have been, they probably should have just pushed it out like immediately.
3: Um, And I think that is the date that they originally chose to bring it back out. But I just have a feeling they weren't ready to announce it. Yeah, and that was them saying, "Oh no, he's coming out soon. A- a- avoid spoilers coming out soon." So, yeah, you know,
2: it's a bummer all around, but yeah, it is what it is. All right, Austin, tell us about Dying Light.
0: Yeah, so just a little news story here. I just thought this was interesting. There, aside from Last of Us, I didn't think there were too many big news pieces this week. But um, first off, I just want to talk about one: the fact that Dying Light obviously Dying Light 1, not 2, which is, I think, indefinitely delayed at the moment. Yes. I think yes, they they need more work on it, but um, I think it's just because it's super ambitious compared to the first game. But Dying Light 1, which literally came out in 2014, 2013? Yep. Um, somewhere around 20... there.
3: Fourteen, maybe? I'm
0: looking at it right was now. Yeah, it was uh, probably 2014. Somewhere, I don't know, it was around there. This game is still getting DLC. Still. Um... It got some DLC last year. I know there was like some sort of Left 4 Dead crossover or something, if I'm not mistaken, which is like pretty neat. Uh, But they've announced that they are actually bringing back an old Techland game um, that was not officially canceled. I think it was kind of put on hold, but essentially canceled, called Hell Raid. Um, And I actually didn't know about this game, but I just thought it was interesting. And I'd be curious if like more development studios do this at some point, but. It was a game they were working on and now they're essentially putting that kind of plot and and universe and story into DLC for Dying Light 1
3: um, and it's coming out. I think it's what is it this summer? Yeah, I think it's really cool. It gives them a chance to they put all this work in to make this game that was you know canceled and such and it gives them a chance to just really all non, none of that work went to waste. They're right. able to bring it back and <laughs> finding a way to add it to Dying Light is fantastic. Yeah. That game came out, you know, he mentioned a release date. It was January 2014. Over 6 years ago now that game came out and it's getting a new DLC.
2: So this let me see here. Let me look at this up. I obviously wasn't prepared for this, but I, I remember seeing this uh Hellraid game um, and thinking it was really, really cool looking, and then it got uh, canceled, or, and uh, or delayed, and Definitely, I forget what it was, but um, it, 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 it. I was really sad, but I'm glad it's coming back, and uh, we'll get to finally experience what their uh, their work looked like. Let's pump out some of the questions before we end the show this week. Uh, Taylor Brigette asks, what Final Fantasy game do you guys think has the best music? For me, it's a toss up between 10 and 13. Uh, this is easy. 15, seven, three. seven, seven has the most recognizable music. 13 has the best music in the game type 14. 14's got amazing music
3: 14. 14 music. Yeah. yeah 14 cool. has a phenomenal soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. For um, me, Final Fantasy seven remake. That remake soundtrack remake, yeah. is almost perfect.
2: Yeah, that it, it's it's a really fantastic soundtrack. I can't their wait for my copy to get is here. really amazing too. Um, but fourteen, just their, their soundtracks just keep getting better and better as well. Honestly, oh uh, god, yes. Every theme song for every uh, part of the game is is amazing. Uh, Brandon, fancy Is Final Fantasy VII remake, The Phantom Menace video games. Uh, no,
3: no, no, nope. No. <laughs> no, be The Phantom Menace sucks mainly.
2: Pedro Carreschio, which is actually kind of awkward because he's in my house right now.
3: <laughs> oh hey pedro what's
2: up <laughs> he's in the he's in the other room oh, okay. uh Thank you. what will yell it take, really loud what will it take for any of you to jump on the next generation of consoles whenever they arrive will launch lineup influence this i'm on the fence due to being consumer horror but if there isn't a tangible triple a experience day one i don't think i'll buy a new console day one i'm in the same boat
3: the it, it's a pretty easy answer for me uh xbox i won't buy right away just because i plan on trying to get that uh Xbox 1X that Cyberpunk one and PlayStation I will get right away because even if there aren't any exclusives right at launch it will run the current PS4 games I'm playing much better. Yeah and I faster. Mean, I so I don't know
2: how I feel about that. I'm not I'm not willing to pay $500 or more just to play uh PS4 games on it.
3: That's just it though, it's not just to play them. It's either pay $500 now or pay $500 in 6 months when the games start coming out. So it's not like I'm spending an extra 500 just for that. It's just I'm getting it a little sooner and paying it a little sooner. It's kind of all up in the air for me.
0: I don't, I don't really know that I'm ready for next gen. I mean, we've talked about this so many times before, so I don't want to get super deep. But um, Xbox, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Xbox would have to show me something pretty interesting since a lot of their games come to PC now. Yeah, that's that's, um, where, that's
2: where I'm at. Where I'm just like, oh, I'll just play it on PC now. So yeah, I
0: play PC. Uh, PlayStation. I I agree on the the tangible AAA, um, experience and not just that, but I feel like third party support, um, I think is pretty important because, you know, PS4. I'm assuming PS5 will probably be pretty similar, but PS4 pretty much had nothing the first year. It had mm-hmm. Killzone yep. and then Infamous, and that was it for the entire 12, first twelve first. I remember months. playing
2: Final Fantasy XIV a lot.
0: Yep. Yeah. Something like PS4. So, if there are some good like third-party games on on PS5, you know, I'll probably be interested, but as far as exclusives go, give me that God of War 2, give me that Spider-Man 2, I'm in.
2: Yep, same here. Uh give me Infamous 3 by the way. I need Infamous 3 in my life.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about that Horizon 2. Yep. Yeah, that that uh that
0: leak about Horizon Two being co-op, I think, is is very enticing to mm-hmm. me. I think that would make yeah. me much more interested in a in a new Horizon game. So, Coach, what about you?
1: Um, for me, I'm not gonna get either or, only because, or until I get a monitor or a TV that will be able to benefit from the the power that they have, because there is literally no reason for in the next two to three years. For me to buy either this, um, I was about to say Scarlet, but either the um, either the Xbox or the uh, the PlayStation consoles because my monitor's 1080p, my um, my TV does go up to I think it's twenty one hundred um, I think, but there's not a big difference. So there's there's nothing. That I have to justify getting either of the systems because all of the third-party games, the multi-platform games, are going to release on both the PS4, PS5, or the One X or the Series X. Right. You know, it's going to be like last last gen. You know, the yep. all the games like Destiny, all those games, um, the Lord of the Rings game. So why would I buy a one or a, a Series X? If I can't use all of its functionality, because right. any game is going to look the same on um, the One X as opposed to the Series X on a 1080p monitor or yep. my uh, my TV downstairs, so um, so I'll wait. Um, I'll do some research because when I do get the One X, um, I will be buying a monitor that will be able to really. Um, that I will be able to visually see, the p- be able to see the power of what the the the, uh, the Series X has to offer.
3: See, that's one big thing for me. I'm not buying consoles for like how they look. I'm buying them for all the X. Ex- like I want, I want them for all the extra stuff, like the faster storage, uh, the way uh, PlayStation is set up to supposedly, again, supposedly, uh, we don't know how it works, but streamline all installs and everything. Make everything like if a game has an update you can essentially play it right away um if a game has multiplayer and single player you can choose do i want to install both do i want to install one such like that it's not it's not so much the power that i want these co- the next consoles for it's the features they have that's what i'm excited I, about
0: i will say this just on the topic of of games being on both last gen and next gen um i think for me it does depend on how big of a leap that is like if we're getting I know, Coach brought up Lord of the Rings, but that game was pretty abys- abysmal on on PS three. Didn't so.
3: have the Nemesis system on previous gen, yeah. So, which is it, the main point of that game?
0: It depends on the jump for me. If if games are pretty similar, just you know, not four K, then I'll be far less likely inclined to, to yeah. purchase the PS five or or Series X. But if it's to the point where it's affecting gameplay and things of that sort, then you know, I think that's it's pretty obvious decision for me that I'll probably end up getting one. Or
1: just um, real quick, um, maybe jumping into the 2000 series of graphics cards and then just playing, you know, Halo Halo Infinite on your PC. Yeah, true.
2: On that note, I think we'll wrap up this episode of Frame Skip. Remember, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, pretty much every podcatcher app that uh, you use. Remember to leave us a review. It really helps out the show. You can write in to us at frameskippodcast at gmail.com or at frameskippod on Twitter. We also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash frameskippod. And uh, remember to write in your questions every week and we'll answer them on the show. Probably a little bit more in depth than we did this week because we were having some technical issues. I think we also yeah. kind of wanted to to wrap it up. Remember to follow us all on Twitter. I'm at Seth S. Taylor. Coach is at 32 but Professor Elijah is at Local Man. Austin is at Austin J. Eller. And, uh... We'll see you next time. Remember to keep on gaming.